0: This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. hello and welcome to the cleveland guardians fancast i'm your host quincy wheeler you can find us at guardian fancast on twitter you can email me at quincy at guardiansfancast.com. since we last spoke the guardians got swept by the angels and then swept the oakland athletics so as many people have pointed out it's kind of a, been a season of ups and downs from sweeps the guardians get swept and then they sweep other teams Many have also pointed out that the Guardians are beating bad teams and losing to good teams, although I would argue that the White Sox are in fact a good team, although they're hurt right now. But I still believe that they'll likely win the division. So uh, with that said, however, I don't particularly care too much about those kind of numbers, especially early on in the season. Basically, everybody's kind of figuring out who they are, getting on the same page, and figuring out how to win games as a baseball team. So any win is significant and important. Any loss is a loss that you've got to learn from and come back from and remember how to not do the things that made you lose that game in the future. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into that. They're ending the month of April, and now they've played the first game in May with a record of 10-12. and Definitely seen worse Aprils, seen better Aprils. Won't know much about the team till the very end of May, and then you'll be able to start drawing some conclusions. Richie Palacios came up, of course, to help out during the uh, period where the team was missing players from COVID, and Palacios has looked pretty darn good. He got a walk-off double against the Athletics and a great piece of hitting there. Uh, Looks like the Athletics were trying to not give him anything to hit, uh, given that Danny Jimenez, who was pitching at the time, doesn't have good numbers against left-handed hitters. His uh, fielding-independent pitching is about twice as uh, twice as high against left-handed pitching as it is against uh, left-handed hitting as it is against right-handed hitting. So I think with Ernie Clement on deck, they were looking to try to pitch pitch around I mean I don't, don't think they wanted to walk him per se but they were they were basically saying let's not give Palacios anything to hit uh, let's try to get him out on the corners and the edges and then if we can't go to Clement and Palacios made him pay he saw they were trying to get the ball in low they got a low strike and then the ball went a little bit even lower but he was ready for it put a really pretty swing on it and won the game for the team Trevor Stephens looked great um You know, I think if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you know that I've put Stefan in the bullpen as somebody that I want in the circle of trust from the beginning. I wanted him there last year with the stuff that he had towards the end of the year. I just wanted to get lots of opportunities in the back of the bullpen so he could be ready for a season like this. And whether or not I was right about that portion of it, it's great to see him really performing in the back end of the bullpen with that 98 mile an hour fastball. Tristan McKenzie also looked great against the Athletics getting the win and pitching extremely well for six and a third innings. So it's great to see him kind of working into the role where he's basically right now the number two starter. I've been fine with Quantrill so far as well. He's been solid. Savali's really struggled. Plesak has struggled. Um, His numbers look better than they should look because he's been kind of lucky. So it's kinda hard to say exactly where the rotation is at this point. And Bieber's been great, obviously. Beaver's always great. So that's that's one of the things most interesting to follow right now. Um, I don't know. You know, it's kind of one of those things if Savali continues to struggle. I'm not sure if they might try to have him work some things out in Columbus and get Eli Morgan a chance to start. Starting to wonder if Eli Morgan might be worked into a bullpen role because he's not getting that many opportunities to pitch. If he's not going to get a lot of opportunities to pitch here in Cleveland and they want him to be a starter, he's going to have to go down to Columbus again to get, you know, kind of stretched out. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. And there's a lot of moving pieces right now. The team announced that they designated for assignment Bobby Bradley and Logan Allen. Makes total sense. Both seem like amazing guys, but not very good baseball players. They may find spots on other teams, they may find some success, but I don't think that the team really needs to worry about giving up any particular value by saying, okay guys, pursue opportunities other places. The roster now is down to 26 players, but the question is, uh, and you can fit Aniel De Los Santos. On the roster because you've got a couple of guys off the 40 the roster is the 40-man roster is now down to 39 so you can actually add another player to the roster which would be annual De Los Santos right now so assuming they'll announce that um, today but it's also be interesting to see how they handle the different promotions and demotions is Yu Chang gonna come back up What does that mean for Richie Palacios? What does that mean for guys like Ernie Clement? A lot of moving pieces, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it today. Well, with that said, I want to turn our attention to our fan interview. had a great opportunity to talk to Jeff Snyder and let Jeff tell you about himself and where you can follow him on Twitter. Hope you enjoy it. Sounds good. Hey, it's Quincy, and I'm here with Jeff Snyder. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Quincy, thank you for having me on. This is, I saw the bat signal come
1: out and uh, I was like, I've never done a pod. I've done podcasts before, but I've never done one about my favorite baseball team. So this is a good opportunity for me to and have a good time with it.
0: <laughs> I'm honored that we're the first. And that's, that's exciting to hear. And uh, those of you listening on audio format, you won't be able to see that Jeff has uh, his uh, Cleveland Guardians gear on—from his new Guardians Diamond C hat to his Guardians sweatshirt. Did you? Uh, where'd you get that sweatshirt? I don't know that I've seen that one around. Is that? A- so I uh, I visited
1: uh, home in December, and no, for Thanksgiving it was November, like November when the team shop first opened up. Huh. And I'm like, well, I'm here. And uh, I might as well just go grab a shirt and maybe a sweatshirt. They didn't have any fitted caps then. I was kind of mad about that. They didn't have a lot. That's what kind of bothered me about it. It's like you guys had months to prepare for this, and you didn't. You only had certain things. I mean, this sweater's awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like it. It would have been cool to have been be able to buy like more t-shirts and more designs and stuff like that.
0: I can only assume that it must be supply chain issues because you would think that they would have. Everything that anybody could possibly want, but yeah, it's been disappointing to see that the team shop I mean, the uh, online team shop hasn't really restocked yeah. various things that I was interested in. And,
1: and you bring up a good it's... point, you brought up a good point, it probably is supply chain. I mean, like, but then again, you know, it, it is the Nolan's, so you will. <laughs>
0: You can't necessarily count on the team to actually have all their marketing and merchandise figured out. That's true. Right. All right. Well, let's, let's hear about your Cleveland baseball experience, Jeff. How did you become a Cleveland baseball fan? Well, um, it's funny.
1: Like people ask me this question. People ask, Hey, what was the first game you ever watched? What, what was the, uh, when, when did you know? I'm like, it's just always been part of my life. Like I I don't remember not watching the Indians or the guardians. Like I I just, it, it just always been on. My dad and my mom were big fans, still are. Well, maybe not as much anymore. But uh, back then, when in the, the mid-90s, you know, I, w- I was four years old when that 95 team was uh, was a thing. And, and I was six years old when the 97 team was a thing. Sick I, I think the 97 team is really where I was like, okay, this, this is my jam here. Because, like, they, you know, they weren't the world beaters like the 95 team was, but they were good. They made it to the World Series. I remember being six years old. I had to go to bed during Game Seven because, you know, I was a school night. <laughs> right. And uh, my and I went downstairs at like probably midnight or whatever. Woke up in the middle of the night, went downstairs, and I asked my mom, "Did the Indians win the World Series?" And she looked at me, shook her head, <laughs> said, "No, they didn't." <laughs> oh, Jesus! And, and that was the first time I ever experienced heartbreak as a Cleveland baseball fan.
0: So, oh man, but, You're, I feel bad for your mom. There having to break your heart and say no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean it it, it. it.
1: It. But that's when I really, you know, really started paying attention. You know, back then, you know, the Browns weren't around, so they, they, the, the Indians were really holding everyone's attention at that time because the Cavs were okay in the late nineties, but they weren't like they were when they got LeBron or anything like that, or even now for that matter. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like when I realized, OK, like this is baseball. This is cool. And, then, you know, I started playing baseball. I was just god awful. But <laughs> I, I uh, you know, I was volunteered to be catcher because Sandy Almar Jr. was my favorite player. Um, I was OK at catching. I couldn't hit. I, I can't hit. <laughs> my eye is just not. I have horrible eyesight. I can't hit.
0: So oh, Jeff, Jeff uh, you're fitting, you fit well in with today's catchers because most of them can catch, but they can't hit. So there you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of them, um, you know,
1: it. It. I will point out that Joe Mowers and Buster Posey's don't grow on trees. It's very hard to find a rare, it's very rare to hit, to find a hard hitting good catcher at the same time. It is not a lot to ask for a catcher to bat 200. Like, come on yeah. guys. Step it yeah. Up.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that seems like something we should, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they go to robo-omps, it'll be interesting to see how the position changes when you don't have to worry about framing, if that'll help. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah that's neither here nor there, I guess. That's awesome. I mean, you already shared some some great memories, too. I, be, I became kind of a big fan in 1997 as well. I, I'm a little bit older, but I kind of came to baseball a little bit later. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it was definitely the year where I was most engaged with baseball and the year where I realized that baseball will absolutely stomp on your heart and does not care, which is a healthy <laughs> thing to realize. And you realized it earlier than I did. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it still hurts like pack when, uh, when yeah, that happens, it does, but, uh, yeah. it it, does. uh, like, like 20, see like 2016 hurt a lot, getting so close and losing, 2017 made me more angry because yeah. they should have won the World Series that year. And I, they just
0: absolutely laid a nag in that divisional series. That is a firm foundational belief for me. I was far more upset about 2017 than 2016 because that was the best team in baseball. No one will ever convince me otherwise. That was like, the best team I've ever seen play in, in an Indians, Guardians, whatever uniform. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they that was dry. the best team
1: I had ever seen come through Cleveland. And then all of a sudden, the postseason happens. Corey Kluber can't throw a strike. Everyone Edwin hurts, Edwin down hurts like,
0: his ankle. Jose can't yeah. hit in New York, which I was just talking today about how Jose's career OPS in New York is like 1500 and he couldn't hit New York that weekend. It's like, <laughs> why? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, all right. So tell me, is there any other memories that stand out for you as far as Cleveland baseball goes? You want to say, like, hey, this is something I really remember? Well,
1: I do remember the first game I ever went to. And it wasn't in Cleveland. Uh, we were visiting my my mom's side of the family. They live on the East Coast. I, I mean, I live on the East Coast now, but back then, I didn't. I lived in Cleveland. I lived in Strongsville at that time. And um, we, we went to visit them down in Maryland. And my my one cousin, she was an intern for the Orioles at that time. So we got free tickets to Cleveland versus uh, – Versus Baltimore down there, we went to Camden Yards, and the Indians got absolutely destroyed. I mean, they lost fourteen to two. I remember; I re- I was five years old. And I remember this. I'm like, it was like, I'm like, oh my god, like they they're awful. Why would you take me here? And then no, I, this is but... the first time I ever understood how trades work, too, because Eddie Murray had just recently been traded back to to Baltimore. I was like, wait, doesn't he play for us? <laughs> and they're like, nine more, son. So. <laughs> um yeah yeah i remember that pretty vividly it was a whole family affair my, my, my parents were there my uncle was there my great uncle was there like all my cousins that was a fun time and i i do remember that day pretty well i remember the first time i went to a game in cleveland it was probably like 99 probably like tickets were hard to get back then and i went like my, my, my dad's side my, my dad's uh brother and and his son maybe both his sons and no just one um but I think they played the Angels that day. I remember Mo Vaughn being there.
0: So Mo Vaughn, good
1: name.
0: Yeah, <laughs> good name from the past. It's funny how exactly. those games. It's funny how those games stand out to you. I know one of the first games I ever went to. Um, you know, I, I come from a family of seven, so our parents were. I think at that point we had five or six in my family, but anyway, um, it was a lot to get to go to the game, and you know we always sat in the bleachers. And they, the other team ran out to a big lead and we were trying to get home. And then I, the guard, the Indians at the time came back and like, it was like a nine, 10 run comeback, but we weren't there for it. So I remember that. I remember that. happening.
1: <laughs> oh, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. I, one game that really sticks out to me as, as an adult, uh, it was 2011. I would have been 20 and my parent, I was home. I was working at Cedar Point at the time, but I was home for that day. And my parent and my dad's like, hey, I got tickets. We're going to go. I'm like, awesome. They're playing the Tigers that day. Back when the Tigers were good. I can't, I can't tell you who pitched. I can't tell you what was in the game until the end. I do remember there was like two rain delays. We were there until like 1.30 in the morning. It's, and then it went to extras. And then it was like a 14th inning or something. Bases are loaded for Kosuke Fukudome. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he got hit by a pitch to walk it off.
0: Oh, now that you say that I remember that game because he got hit by a bitch. I remember that. Oh yeah. And I think I, for sure, I was staying up to watch. I was not at the game, but I stayed up to watch the game. And it's one of those times you're like, I'm really going to regret staying up for this. Cause they're going to find a way to lose this, but then they win. And you're like, all right, all right, it's fine. I can be tired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I was definitely tired the
1: next day. Cause I had to go back to work. It's here. I was working Gemini at a time. I was, it was a pretty ah. physical job. So I, uh, yeah, that I was I was I was feeling it last night. I'd be like on the microphone like, man, I'm so tired. But at least the Indians won last night, guys. And then a lot of the people from Detroit show up to Cedar Point, so they booed me. It was great. Yeah, that's
0: great. <laughs> that's, great. that's great. Yeah, I, I love Cedar Point. That's that's awesome that you used to work there too. What uh do you have a favorite coaster there?
1: Um, Magnum will always have my heart. It really will. I mean, I love the old school design before really before computers were prevalent roller coaster design, because now roller coasters. They're great they're very smooth there's no real like nothing's gonna jerk you around or hit shit yeah. like I, I i love that i love the imperfections of those old aero coasters like gemini like magnum not not so much corkscrew another one i worked but um, <laughs> but i i do i do love um all the just the imperfections of those older coasters I,
0: I share your appreciation for the Magnum. That's the one that I try to ride twice when I go there for sure. And and I do love the new ones too, but the, there's something about those ones that you yeah. feel just a little bit terrified, just a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> little, little extra feel, edge to it, you know, feel it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, how about the current team and looking towards its future? What do you think? Well, this
1: season, you know, it, it's funny. We've, we, we, it's been a tale of two teams really. They're either completely unwatchable or they're beating everybody up. So, they need a – like, yesterday, the second game, the doubleheader may have been where we kind of see that medium, you know, because this is – we're recording this, you know, on 421, day after that doubleheader.
0: Right, the um, 2-1 win over the White Sox on the 20th of April is what Jeff's talking about, yeah. Yeah. And he –
1: and, and, you know, that was kind of – where I kind of see that team being, they got, they got to win these close games. That, that's been a problem for them for a couple of years now. They get in the close game situations and they can't either, either they're behind, they can't come back or they're ahead and they blow it. So they, they need to really just hopefully, you know, Emmanuel Klaus say that contract's going to be worth it. He could grow heat as long as he locates, they're going to be fine in that situation. Um, as for, postseason this year, still too early to tell. At the beginning of the year, I would have told you hell no. <laughs> um, it, right. it, 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 the division's too strong. But I don't know now because the way they played, the way Owen Miller's blossomed, like he's a completely different player than we, we saw last year. Completely different player. He's squaring the ball up. His swing looks beautiful. He does. He looks confident. Um, like guys like Jose has that financial security now. All he has to worry about is go play baseball, what he loves to do. He doesn't have to worry about a contract. He doesn't worry about generational wealth. He has it. He's in the city he wants to be in. And you can tell that that pressure is off his shoulders now. You know, obviously the rotation, Shane Bieber, still Shane Bieber. Um, Zach Plisak, he gets a little wishy-washy sometimes, but I I think he he can really come back. Sabale, always good. Sticks needs to take a big step this year for them to really even have a chance, honestly. But now we'll see how this season plays out because, you know, it's baseball. You never know what, what could happen, but I, I, but the future for the team looks really bright. There's this plethora of infield prospects. Like we saw Gabriel Arias come up yesterday. He performed pretty well. And, the good news about there's good news and bad news about that. The good, the bad news first is there's going to be an odd man out or two. They're going to have to trade a couple of these guys. The good news is they're going to be valuable trade prospects. <laughs> so, True. so they'll they'll be able to improve improve the team in that way as well in the future. And these next couple of years are going to be crucial, really, for setting up in the next run. And I think. They'll they'll get to the end of Jose's peak, and
0: they'll be making a good run at, at at a World Series. To be lined up that way, that's that's exciting. Yeah, you know, it's 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 good too that I can see some positive regression that's going to happen. Like Fran Mills, not going to be one of the worst hitters in baseball for very long, <laughs> yeah. you know. And Ahmed's had a rough start at the plate. Putting aside his defense, he's not this bad of a hitter either. So you'll yeah. start to see those guys start to progress the right direction and that'll that'll make a uh, a big difference but yeah for me I I was I, I was encouraged by most most of the Giants series the last game of the Giants series wasn't good but the first two games they were hanging right there and I could see like hey a couple things fall here and there they, they could have won that game and that was really like the Giants are a seriously good team I mean they're they're exceptional yeah they're so always like, good right, All right. I think, I think the guardians are probably a little bit better than I thought they were. still, we'll see where they end up, but yeah, that's great. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on and really appreciate hearing about your story. Uh, folks want to kind of follow you or see what you're all about. How can they do that?
1: Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at real Jeff Snyder. That's J E F F S N Y D E R. Um, I I do work for a news outlet. So you might see some news tweets on there as well from, from our, from my area. I live in Norfolk, Virginia, but uh, most of the time I'm tweeting about the (laughs) Nice. And sometimes I am pretty brash. I'm not afraid to call your favorite player a bum on Twitter. I'm just (laughs) not.
0: (laughs) Don't, don't come to Jeff's Twitter with a real sensitive, sensitive skin about things. Uh, That's good. Good heads up. But yeah, we, Hey, it, if you got something that you can be passionate about and kind of get up in arms about it's, it's good that it's something like baseball, you know, let's, let's uh, <laughs> we don't, none of us need to get too sensitive about that. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's great, Jeff. Thank you so much for giving us time today and really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. I'd love to do this again sometime. Uh, just let me know. All right.
0: Yeah, for sure. This has been the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.